0: The greatest gift that we can give to our children and grandchildren is a legacy of faith. In Judaism, we refer to this as Lidor Vador, which means from generation to generation. Passing on our faith from one generation to the next has always been a core value in the Jewish tradition, one that has helped preserve the Jewish people for thousands of years. A few years ago, when my father, Rabbi Gil Eckstein, suddenly passed away, I realized how blessed I was that my father left us a rich legacy of faith. I was inspired to write a book about the teachings and values that I received from my parents and how I am now passing those same teachings on to my very own children That book is called Generation to Generation, and it's a compilation of the lessons that I learned through the Jewish traditions that I grew up with, and a practical guide for how we can all pass on our faith to the next generation. And now, I'm thrilled to make the contents of my book available to everyone through this podcast. Over the summer, every episode of Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast will feature the audio version of Generation to Generation. Each week, you'll hear me read a chapter in the book, and in each chapter, we'll explore a Jewish observance, the key value it reinforces, and how to transmit that value to the next generation. I think we can all agree that our children are our future. We are shaping the future of the world through the lessons that we teach our children today. I pray that this series will help you share your faith with all of the children in your life and that it enriches your own walk with God too. On February 6, 2019, my life changed forever with one phone call. I had just returned from a family vacation when I received the news that my Abba, my father, Rabbi Echilekstein, had unexpectedly and tragically passed away at the age of 67. In the blink of an eye, I had lost my father, my mentor, and my role model. Inspired by my father's work and vision in founding the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, I had decided to follow in his footsteps, dedicating my life, as he had, to bringing Christians and Jews together and helping Jewish people in need in Israel and around the world. Just months earlier, the Fellowship Board of Directors had named me president-elect to take up my father's mantle once he retired in three years. I had been blessed to work alongside my father since 2005, taking in his vision, his direction, and more recently, taking on more of the day-to-day duties of running the organization. However, the plan had always been for him to be by my side, guiding me through the transition. Now, bereft and devastated, I faced an unknown future on unfamiliar terrain. Yet in those difficult days following my father's passing, what became increasingly clear to me was that he had been preparing me for this very moment my entire life. Not only had he begun training me for running the largest nonprofit humanitarian organization in Israel, more importantly, he had been instilling in me from my childhood the foundational values that I would need to navigate this world and make it a better place. My father had left me a legacy of faith. As renowned Christian preacher Billy Graham said, the greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. In Judaism, we refer to this as Midor Lidor, which literally means from generation to generation. We pass down our faith to the next generation, not just through formal religious training, but through the holy observances, the rituals, and the traditions that happen within the life of the family. I learned the importance of setting priorities and putting God first through the weekly observance of Shabbat. I learned the value of asking questions and seeking wisdom as my family gathered around the Seder table for Passover. Each holiday that we observed throughout the year and each tradition that we followed, from the tzedakah charity box we kept in the kitchen to the reciting of blessings before and after every meal, were opportunities for my mother and father to reinforce the fundamental values of hope gratitude, generosity, courage, faith, and forgiveness. It is these same values that my husband and I are now teaching and passing on to our four children. I know this brought great pride to my father as he watched his grandchildren being raised in those same values and with so much love for God. When he founded the fellowship in 1983, my father believed that it was this common ground, this commitment to faith and instilling these fundamental values in our children that both Christians and Jews shared. He dedicated his life to building bridges of understanding between Christians and Jews. As more and more Christians began exploring the Jewish roots of their faith, he He shared with them how the Apostle Paul in Romans 11 taught that Christians have been grafted onto the rich olive tree of Israel. It is with his vision in mind that I write this book and invite you to take this journey of faith with me. In the pages of this book, we will explore holy observances of the Jewish year and the key value it reinforces through the teachings that I learned at my father's feet and how my husband and I now incorporate those teachings into our own family. My prayer is that you too will be inspired and encouraged as you pass on your faith and train your children for lives of godliness. Finally, this book is a tribute to my father in deep gratitude for his love and for his legacy. Shortly before he passed away, my father gave me his blessing in preparation for the day that I would assume the duties as president. He said to me then, this is the prayer I've recited over you every Friday night on Shabbat since you were born. May the Lord bless you like our mothers, Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah. May the Lord bless you and watch over you. May he let his light shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance unto you and grant you shalom, peace. This is my blessing to you, that your life with your family, with your children, and your calling be filled with love and meaning. These are the words that I have carried in my heart since that darkest day, and which have enabled me to carry on my father's legacy and pass it on to my own children. Thank you, Abba. I love you always. I am living the Jewish dream. For nearly 2,000 years, since the destruction of the Holy Temple in Jerusalem and the expulsion of the Jewish people from Israel, my people have prayed and hoped for one thing, to be a free people in our own land— as it says in Hatikva, Israel's national anthem. In 2005, my husband and I decided to realize that dream of returning to Israel and living in the Holy Land. Today, I am blessed to raise my family in our biblical homeland. But I grew up living the American dream. I was born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, where I enjoyed the freedom and opportunities that this great country provided for my family. My parents sent me to an outstanding Jewish school where I received an excellent education, and our family was part of an active and vibrant Jewish community. We spent our weekends at the synagogue, and our lives revolved around the Jewish calendar and life cycle events. We lit our Sabbath candles every Friday. We built our sukkah in the backyard during Sukkot. We gathered with family and friends around the Seder table to celebrate Passover. My childhood is filled with the memories of these Moadim, appointed times, where the stories of our faith were shared and the fundamental values of Judaism were reinforced and celebrated. It was only when I was older that I understood that Jewish life had not always been that way. In fact, life for the Jewish people has rarely been as wonderful and comfortable and free over the course of the last two millennia. Rather, Jewish history has been a long and arduous journey that began in the promised land and which continued through two exiles to the four corners of the earth, as is said in Isaiah eleven twelve, leaving a trail of persecution, destruction, and terror. On my mother's side, my family is descended from survivors of the Holocaust, the darkest chapter in history, during which one third of the world's Jewish population was systematically killed at the hands of the Nazis. On my father's side, I come from 10 generations who clung to the land of Israel, miraculously surviving wars and famines until they could no longer hold on, and they fled to the U.S. in 1928. Both my parents grew up in a generation that assimilated into the mainstream culture and abandoned their Jewish identity at an alarming rate. In my own generation, more than half of American Jews have left their faith and married outside of the Jewish community. When I look back at the history of my people and even my own family, I cannot help but wonder, how did we, as a people, survive? How is it possible that we lived through such physical hardship and yet maintained our spiritual connection when the odds were against us? How did my parents maintain their faith when it would have been so much easier to blend in with everyone else? One answer, of course, is that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has always protected and guarded the apple of his eye, Israel. The other answer can be found in the steadfast commitment in Judaism to pass down our faith to the next generation, what has come to be known as Ledor Vador, generation to generation. This responsibility to pass on the faith from one generation to the next is embedded into the very DNA of the nation of Israel. On the eve of the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt, Moses had but one recurring message for the people of Israel. Teach your children. Share your story. Tell them about God's greatness, your faith, God's miracles. Moses entreated the people to teach the next generation no less than three times on that historic night. First, just after he gave them God's instructions regarding the Passover lamb sacrifice, Moses told the people, When you enter the land that the Lord will give you, and when your children ask you, What does this ceremony mean to you? Tell them, it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt and spared our homes. That's from Exodus 12, 25 to 27. In the instructions Moses gave the people for observing the Passover, he reminded them, On that day, tell your son, I do this because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt that's from exodus 13:8 and again just as the israelites were about to leave egypt moses said in days to come when your son asks you what does this mean say to him with a mighty hand the lord brought us out of egypt and out of the land of slavery that's from exodus 13:14 from the very beginning of the nation Teaching the next generation and passing on the faith was presented as a vital factor in the success and survival of Israel. Similarly, as the nation of Israel stood on the banks of the Jordan River, poised to finally enter the land promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God gave them the quintessential declaration of faith and directed them to teach it to their children. Once again, at a critical juncture in history, there was an emphasis on educating the next generation. This scripture, known as the Shema Prayer, is recited every morning and evening by observant Jews. It states, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments I give to you today are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children. This is from Deuteronomy 6, 4-7. Not only that, but Jewish mothers and fathers are commanded to talk about God's laws and his values with their children constantly. When you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up, it says in Deuteronomy 6-7, Moreover, this obligation of passing on the faith and educating our children is intended to begin at their earliest age. As King Solomon taught, start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it, as it says in Proverbs twenty-two six. To that end, Jewish parents recite the Shema with their children as they tuck them into bed at night long before their children can even speak. There is a stirring story told about Rabbi Yitzchak Halevi Herzog, a 20th century Israeli rabbi who was tasked with finding the many Jewish orphans left in Europe in the wake of the Holocaust during World War II. In 1946, he traveled to a large monastery that had taken in dozens of Jewish children in order to save them from the Nazis. Jewish parents had sent them in order to protect them, intending to reclaim their children after the war. Only almost none of the parents survived. When Rabbi Herzog arrived at the monastery, he thanked the Reverend Mother for saving the children and requested their return now that the war was over. The nun replied that she was happy to return the children to their rightful place, but explained that there was no way to tell which of the hundreds of children in the orphanage were Jewish. The children were too young when they came, and separated from their parents for too long since their arrival to remember anything about being Jewish. Rabbi Herzog replied that he would find a way. Rabbi Herzog asked the Reverend Mother to gather all the children in the large hall at the orphanage. Once she did, he ascended the stage and cried in a loud voice, Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Immediately, dozens of children rushed towards the rabbi yelling, Mama, Papa, with tears in their eyes. Many of them sobbed uncontrollably. Their true identity was revealed by the words that their parents had, indeed, impressed upon them from the time that they were born. This commitment to educating the next generation and passing on our faith has been key to the survival of the Jewish people throughout the ages. Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, the former chief rabbi of the United Kingdom, once wrote, Having children is more than a gift. It's a responsibility. For us as Jews, it's the most sacred responsibility there is. On it depends the future of the Jewish people. For 4,000 years, our people survived because in every generation, Jews made it their highest priority to hand their faith on to their children. I have witnessed this myself and my own family. In a letter that my Saba, my grandfather, Rabbi Simon Eckstein, wrote to my father, he said, you were reared in a rabbi's home where, thank God, you were able to absorb Jewish traditional values about all aspects of life. In our frequent discussions, we always gave priority to the need to perform deeds of chesed, Acts of charity, kindness, and thoughtfulness. Fondly, we remember how we sat around the dinner table on Shabbat and sang our favorite songs, songs that your mother and I learned from our parents. Even as children, your brother and sisters would help us as we distributed food to the needy during the High Holy Days and Passover. My grandfather ended his note with these words. As people grow older, especially at the grandparent stage, they feel blessed by God when they see that the heritage, the Mesora, and their traditional values, which they received from their own parents and grandparents, are now being passed on to one's next generation. While my father passed away far too early, I feel blessed to know that he was able to witness this chain of faith from his parents being passed on, not only to my sisters and me, but to his grandchildren. The lessons he cherished most from his parents—respect for elders, compassion toward the most vulnerable in our society, and devoting time and energy toward helping others— He was so proud to see that manifested in his grandchildren. Ultimately, passing on the faith has remained and is still primarily accomplished through the home and family life. The main way that the Jewish mothers and fathers transmit Jewish values and ideas is through the biblically mandated holy days that God commanded the Israelites to observe. These observances and rituals have bonded Jewish families and communities and kept their faith alive through exiles, dispersions, inquisitions, pogroms, persecution, and yes, even the Holocaust. Rabbi Ken Shapiro writes, Family life is regarded as training ground for the Jewish way of life. Children receive their earliest education in the home. Parents show them how to live as Jews. Jewish parents are expected to make the home a place where Judaism is alive. They can do this through acts of Jewish worship, such as the weekly Shabbat celebration or marking the Jewish festivals. The wondrous thing about God's holy days and observances is that they have a way of communicating faith with children of every age and adults at every stage of life. They provide experiences rich with meaning and spirit that transcend the limits of language and traditional instruction. It is these gatherings and memories that plant the seeds of values, such as faith, Wisdom, hope, courage, forgiveness, gratitude, generosity, and setting priorities. It is repeating these traditions and rituals year after year that makes them flourish and grow. Together, in the pages ahead, we will explore these Jewish holidays and observances, along with the key value instilled within them. My hope is that in sharing my experiences and the lessons that I've learned from my parents, these will inform and inspire you, and that these lessons will serve as tools to help you in passing your faith to your children. Ultimately, we are all called Christians and Jews to be living examples of faith for our children. In the Christian Bible, the Apostle Paul taught, Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. That's from Ephesians 6.4. And in his instructions to his young protege in faith, Timothy, Paul wrote, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. That's from 1 Timothy 4.12. The more we shine with the light of our own faith, the more we will spread the light of God to teach our children, their children, and beyond. Thank you for listening to the Nourish Your Biblical Roots podcast. If you like what you have heard, visit me at mybiblicalroots.org for more of my teachings, videos, blogs, and books. You can also follow me on Instagram at yael underscore Eckstein or on Facebook at yael Eckstein. Shalom and see you next week.